Shall we begin? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the More Than Just Keto podcast. We are on episode number 12, and I am one of your hosts, Molly. Hello, friends, and welcome back. I am your other host, Ashley, and today we are talking to you guys about healing with keto from the inside out. It is not just about weight loss. We have found it's about a lot more. Absolutely. Yes. The keto lifestyle definitely can cause healing in your body in so many ways. It's more than just losing weight. For me, it has been more than just losing weight. I know for me, I started this as a way to lose weight. And I never thought it was going to be more than that. When I made that lifestyle switch, I didn't realize how much potential there was to work on myself while getting healthy and following the ketogenic lifestyle. Right. It's baffling the things you can discover when you are simply just trying to take better care of yourself physically. So you're wanting to lose weight because you want to feel better. You don't want to lose your breath. You want to be able to tie your shoes and shave your legs yeah. without almost passing out, like things like that, right? The things that you can discover about yourself when you are actually taking the time to take care of yourself. And so like you, I mean, same thing for me. I wanted to lose weight and I was seeing all these people having such great success on keto. So yeah. I wanted to lose weight, but it's like, we start this to lose weight and we start this diet, right? And yep. then it turns into this lifestyle and this self-discovery and this ability to be able to learn so much more about food and about yourself and about life. And you, you really can grow so much when you are living a lifestyle, a healthy. healthy lifestyle. For yeah. us particularly, it's the keto, our way of choice is keto, but just a healthy yeah. lifestyle in general, you're paying more attention. You're paying more attention to what you're doing. You're being mindful, yeah. you're being present. And those kind of things, when you're making those choices and those decisions on the daily that are better for you, it really is helping you to grow in so many ways. So the healing goes, it, it does, it comes from the inside out like we like we talked about part of that mental clarity that people talk about this is part of that 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 moment where you realize that you want to do better for yourself you want to create this lifestyle you want to change more than yeah. just your weight mm -hmm. there is a moment where you're sort of starting to feel really good about yourself and you start to take a look at your life and all the other things that you could possibly improve and you start to change the relationships that you have, not only with yourself and with right. your food, but the people around you. And there's something really amazing and blossoming that happens yes. when you really follow into the lifestyle head first and you, and you take that plunge and you say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm fully committed. I want to make this my journey. And there's just a lot of amazing change that lives in that space that I had no idea about. Like I really, yeah. really had no idea. So even though there's all of this mental awareness and amazing magic that happens with the journey, there's also some physical things that happen yeah. that are super surprising. People cure themselves of all kinds of things, ailments that they've had, and they attribute mm -hmm. keto to helping them with these ailments or these issues and they really think that the diet, just changing the diet, the, yeah. the way they were eating has helped them. So for me, 
I had a lot of lower back pain and I had a lot of knee pain and knee knee problems run in my family. My grandmother's had her knees replaced. My mom will probably have to have her knees replaced. And I really felt like that was definitely going to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know this, but for every pound you lose, you take four pounds off of your joints. Yes, yes, yes. That is crazy, right? Right, right. So and I immediately started noticing a difference just with going to the gym, being able to be at work. I stand and I'm on my feet all day. I just noticed a huge difference in my physical changes and Mm -hmm. abilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've always been like the tired mom. Like I always felt like I had to drink so much coffee. Like I had to drink um, energy drinks, but then at night I'd have to, you know, drink some wine or something to calm down. And I just lived this like very like tired. If you, if you're a tired mom, you know what I mean? If you have little kids, it feels like it's never ending. Like you live in this exhausted space where you can never, yeah, you're just completely exhausted physically, mentally. That can be the hardest time to throw yourself into a lifestyle. Right. But I wish I would have known about this Mm -hmm. way before I started, because I just think about how how freeing it is to know that I feel amazing and tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to, I'm going to feel amazing. And just, you know, being responsible for, for creating that for myself. I wish I would have known that there's so many other things. I know you have experienced. Yeah. The mom thing. I mean, I think so many people could relate with that because for me as well, like the first year, like I'm not even going back to my older kids because that's like a whole lifetime ago, but I have a seven year old and I had him just before I turned 40. And for that first year when he was a baby and then he became a toddler and all, I was absolutely exhausted, but I was also yeah. absolutely unhealthy. I did Same. not write. I did not exercise. I did not focus on any kind of um, eating you're just I tired. You're too tired for all that. Oh, yeah. I just, I was like convenience eating, fast mm-hmm. food eating, caffeine drinking, exhausted mama. Okay. So I totally get what you're saying. With keto, you get that mental clarity um, and it opens up your, it like lifts a veil or something and you're able to just see yeah. things better and more clearly and you're more focused. You get more energy and you're able to give your kids so much more of yeah. that mom that they deserve. deserve yeah you know giving them that energy getting down on the floor getting back up because you talked about your joints and stuff like yeah I did I had a lot of pain right and so it's hard I had that years ago I every time I got off this is so funny actually I'm just thinking about this every time I used to tell my husband oh my gosh do you realize every time I get up off the couch I go oh (laughs) (laughs) I would groan I'm like, what am I, 80? Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. But I did. I was exhausted. I felt broken down, too. I had two. I had, they're only 18 months apart. My two are only 18 months apart. So I had a nine-month-old toddler, not even a baby. Right. And I had, I was pregnant. Um, And so I found out when I was pregnant when my, my baby was nine months old. It was not expected and it wasn't planned, but we weren't, we were happy. We wanted a sibling. We just didn't think it would happen so quickly. quickly. So it didn't, it took a long time for the first one. So we, yeah, this was a surprise. So we were really excited, but I was not ready for the emotional wear and tear of a toddler or a baby and having another baby on the way. I was like physically so done and exhausted. And then when my youngest son was born, Ethan, I, 
I did not realize, but when I look back now, it's very, very clear that I had postpartum depression and pretty good, like a a pretty good, I didn't check all of the boxes off, you know, in the, in the doctor's office or, you know, when you you go back and you, and you see your doctor and they ask you a lot of questions and I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. that's not me. That's not me. But I don't think I was really in a state to think about my mental health. When you're a mom, you just go, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm taking care of these kids. I'm just stressed out, like whatever, whatever. And I remember, and I was just telling my mom this the other day because I said, you know, when I look back, I really see it now that I've done a lot of internal healing and and work on myself, Mm -hmm. which I think is so important in this journey. And I told her, I said, you know, I remember thinking things like, I don't know if Ethan's like bonding with me. I don't know. He seems to like, you know, my husband more. And I'm like, when I think about that now, I'm like, that is actually crazy. Right. Like my baby is my baby. He, he was, he was not a good sleeper. And so I think we were very sleep deprived, which is part of the problem and so tired. But I just remember thinking these insane thoughts, like, what if we never are close? And like, Mm -hmm. I mean, just worrying about things like that's clearly marked Irrational. irrational, anxiety driven behavior. Right. Right. And I remember getting so upset and I would almost be like jealous if he was like slept good for my husband or, you know, in my mind, there was something like, you know, he was more connected to him, which is just physically not possible. He was in my body. Like, like, you know, the rational thought process is, is when you're in that state just doesn't always exist. And if you're a mom and you've been through this and what I'm saying to you probably is like, I've been there and you understand. And it was such a dark place. I really did not know that I was in it, but I knew that I was tired, but also I was irritable, easily agitated and, you know, felt oftentimes like I wasn't doing enough or doing things right. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was doing, I was giving all that I could. Right. And I realize now, and I feel bad for that mom, you know, for myself in that moment, I look back and I was like, man, you're really hard on yourself. You were doing the best you could considering your circumstances and a difficult sleeping child. Um, and as well as eating, he was not, he was just a mess, you know? So plus you had another this, baby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget so that you also I, had another right. very dependent or yeah, dependent right. he child. He was only, yeah. you know, 18 months old at that yeah, point. He's, yeah. He was still a little guy himself. He was moving himself. and grooving. That's oh, what he was yeah. Doing, right? Yeah. And so I I think shortly after, and I've always been, um, I've always been somebody who enjoys drinking. My family enjoys drinking, but this is really where I started to, um, lean on alcohol at night. So I wouldn't sleep well, or I would need to just like take, you know, the edge off. Like somebody might pop an aspirin. I'm like, I'm going to have a glass of wine. I'm, whew. Right. Like, and a lot of people do this. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you come home, you want a glass of wine. That's how you like, that's your wind down routine, whatever. I think for me that I, and I was, it's not like I was drinking bottles and bottles of wine or drinking like, you know, liquor all night and getting super messed up or anything. That's not what was happening, but I was definitely using it to soothe myself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even really, like, I kind of knew, but I just thought it was my time that I spent with my husband. We'd watch a show. We'd, you know, spend time together and have a drink. And one, there's a lot of empty calories in that, <laughs> like a lot. Yes. And two, it just wasn't a healthy way to deal with my behavior. And maybe I would have caught what was going on had I paid more attention. Yeah. So keto has made me realize 
that some of the behaviors that I had before that I would have never even really understood or recognized were there. Mm -hmm. And I still drink on occasion, but I drink now like on vacation for a special occasion, those kinds of things. I don't drink every day anymore. I don't drink at night anymore. I don't like the way I feel anymore. And I I realized that some of that, you know, not sleeping as well was from that. I thought it was helping me sleep and it wasn't. Right. So all of this to say, right, that I started recognizing some unhealthy behaviors that I would have never really maybe seen as unhealthy behaviors or recognized that it wasn't, it was doing me a disservice. And it really, um, when I first started keto, I didn't stop drinking right away. I would still have a drink here and there. It wasn't until I started getting into really deep into ketosis and I started feeling really good that I didn't want to cut that down with anything. Right. right and right. the moment I kind of took alcohol out of like my daily routine or nightly routine or just every few days, I started feeling even better. Yeah. yeah. And it made me look at my behaviors the relationships that I've had, how I've dealt with things in the past, like stress and anxiety, how I've, how I have not dealt with things in the past. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it made me take a hard look at the choices that I was making. And I've said this in my stories and I've said this on Instagram many times, but you know, this last year I've done all the things pretty sober from alcohol and from food. And what I mean by that is anytime that something comes up, I am really cognizant of feeling my feelings and working through them and making sure that I am not using food or alcohol to deal with them in any way. When I drink now and I eat things I want to eat, it is for pleasure only and is not an emotional crutch of any sort. That is the hardest thing I have ever done. And I 100% think that it is contributes to the success that I've had is really recognizing that I had a broken relationship there and I needed to fix it. So you learned how to handle and deal with situations in your life without going towards a drink to take the edge off or to, or food, because I know food is something else that we can tend to go to when we're feeling stressed or we're feeling It just makes us, because it tastes good and it feels good, right? Right. So it gives us those, it gives us those good feelings because we're not feeling so great, but you looked inward, you have done so much uh, self-development and you have grown so much that you no longer look to those things um, to soothe anything you're feeling. Plus you have so much more energy and you're feeling so good. I love what you said, how the less you've drank, the better you felt. And I don't think we realize that when we're in it, like you said, I didn't have any thought the wine was helping you sleep when in fact it it was probably doing the counter. It was doing the opposite of hundred percent. Right. Cause you would be probably lagging the next day, dragging. Well, I wasn't getting good deep sleep. I didn't know really that that would actually interrupt your REM sleep, that it causes sleep disruption. I learned that later on while it would help me fall asleep. It was actually disrupting sleep later. I didn't really realize that, you know? So yeah, that was a huge turning point. Now you drink your tea, your sleepy tea. Now I'm an old woman and I drink sleepy tea. <laughs> Listen, y'all, your girl still knows how to have a good time. That is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I am not judging. I'm not saying like I'm completely, yeah, I'm not completely, you know, I, I do still drink alcohol. I just definitely have a very good relationship with my food and alcohol now. And I did not have that. Right. And if you're in that situation, maybe that's 
maybe part of what the cycle is of not being able to get out of the situation. I realize now there were a lot of things pulling me back down to make, like make bad decisions with food. And that broken relationship that I had was contributing to other diets that I had tried not working. I do think that. Right. I think I'm glad that you shared that about the drinking because I don't think you came across that you're judging anyone for drinking or saying drinking is bad because it sounds to me like you drink mindfully, you pay attention, you're not doing it to escape. You're not, and anything, whether it's alcohol, food, drugs, relationships, I mean, whatever it is, if you're doing it to escape, that's not, it's not helpful. It's not serving you like facing what it is that you're trying to escape is what's going to help you to grow and break through and continue growing. And, um, and that's not always easy to do. I get that you're sharing your story and you shared that. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think a lot of people could relate to that for sure. And I always thought, oh, this is my routine. I always thought maybe, you know, this is just what I, you know, I didn't really. I mean, it's just normal. Like, right. And I didn't feel like I was trying to hide my feelings, but I think when I look back, I didn't know that I was just in a funk. I didn't know how to fix it. Right. And I didn't realize I hadn't found yet what could help me figure out why I was feeling bad all the time or why I was tired. And, you know, it's one of those things where once you're in that space, Mm -hmm. um, you don't know what it feels like to be out. So you have no idea how to get yourself out. Right. But then once you decided to take control of your life, once you decided to make better choices for your body, um, your, um, your motivation was to lose weight, but in that motivation to lose weight, you discovered so much more crazy. And I think that's just the thought just by food, just by changing and paying attention to what you're eating. And, you know, some people say it's silly you know, you're going to eat the stuff and, you know, you, you have to, to live and eat and all that. And I think I agree, but you yeah, also I agree too. To, I do. Yeah. But see, I did that for a long time and it didn't get <laughs> so me anywhere. So yes, do that. But like, pay attention to what you're doing. But it's if also you, okay to take care of yourself and, and make good choices that work for your body too. And to make you feel amazing. I like to feel good. And that's why I choose that over food. A lot of people don't realize that. And they think that, that's going to make them feel better when in fact it is not making, it's not helping them and they don't know it. And maybe today, if you're hearing this, this is like a sign for you to go, well, wait a second. I'm, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling this way. Well, maybe it's because I don't need to be having that glass of wine every night. Maybe I save it for the weekend. Maybe I have it, you know, with dinner on a Saturday night. Like, and you know what else, when you do stuff like that, you, you appreciate it more. You do. I savor I savor those moments exactly. now and I enjoy it and I use it as just a source of pleasure. Right. And Which I is what it's meant it. to be for. It, it's yeah, a I pleasure. So. Like it was yeah. created food and drink. That's all created for us to enjoy and to take pleasure, yeah. not to abuse and not to use to escape and not to be addicted, you know, have it as an addiction. Like these are all unhealthy behaviors that obviously go deeper than the food, but we're not going to go into that part. So let me take it to the physical healing. When I was a young girl, I had a couple things wrong with me. And it's interesting, like you said, looking back whenever, after you had your baby and all that, it's interesting looking back now as a grown woman, as to when I was a child, when I was a child, I was taken to the doctor because I had a terrible rash like substance on my elbows and my knees and turned out it was psoriasis. And so the doctor told my mom that I had heartbreak of psoriasis, which I don't really know where that comes from, but it devastated my sister. But anyway, uh, I had psoriasis. So I had that as a young girl 
under 10. I don't know how old I was, but I had that my entire life. And I'm going to tell you, it was embarrassing because I would flake and shed on my elbows. I didn't like to show my elbows when I was pregnant. Um, it would, I would, it would appear on my knees and my knuckles. And, um, I even had it here, uh, just to, <laughs> I'm pointing to like, you can actually see me as a little girl. I had that. And then I had it my whole life and it was embarrassing. Um, it also hurt. It also itched. I mean, it was not fun. Okay. Yeah, the doctor, rough. the doctor never asked my mom what I was eating. He never said, you know, if, if she changes her dietary needs or whatever you call it, I don't know what medically how they call it, but never, not once they gave a cream. The cream never worked. When I was an adult, I had shots put in my, and it, it would help, but then it would always come back. It was not until I changed my eating habits when I was 41 years old that the psoriasis started going away. Now, let me be clear. I was not keto. I was just eating better. I wasn't having as much sugar. I wasn't having as many carbs. I'm sorry. It was flaring up less. It was flaring up less, but I still had it, but it, it was flaring up less. I was still having, um, whole grain bread and you know, things like that. Okay. Now let's fast forward to keto. It is gone. I have no, it's, I have that's crazy. nothing. I nothing. have heard this several It is times. insane to me that it is my... Eczema, psoriasis. Like I've heard that, yeah. I have had something on my elbows since I, I'm about to cry. Like, <laughs> just like, just thinking about this. Since I was a little girl, I have had the patch of yucky on my elbows. And now at 47 years old, my elbows are completely smooth and pretty. I've never had that. Mm. Even when I had it not as flared, it was still there. It was always yeah. still there. It's gone. Gone. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I know it's keto because it's the only thing that I do different this changed. year that I've never mm-hmm. done. Because I dabbled in keto last year and I did low carb, but I still had it last year. It was not flaring, but I still had it. And I didn't do keto, yeah. but for like eight weeks. I mean, it's not long enough. I have been doing keto consistently now for what almost a year remember almost a year consistently and it's gone and i know it's because i don't have sugar yeah that you know yeah they're super inflammatory in the body so that's just crazy yeah i hear that no doctor told me that no doctor said perhaps you need to change your diet what are you eating what are you drinking what are you ingest what are you putting into your body never There's so much more to share with you, but we are not able to get it all in in one episode. So come back next episode where you will hear part two of healing yourself from the inside out. Thanks for joining us today. You can find and connect with us over on Instagram at more than just keto. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss out on the fun. We'll see you next time.